Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. Alright, welcome back. Another episode. Thank you for coming back. Please like, subscribe, comment, share. This this episode's sponsor is Cheers and Spirits in the Arnold Station on Ritchie Highway in Arnold, Maryland. Please go over there and, and... Talk to them and see if you can find a new drink of choice. Uh, they got plenty of selection of wines, beers, and liquors. Um, very helpful folks over there. They'll help you kind of... If you kind of tell them what you're looking for, they'll be able to point you in the right direction. So, cheers and spirits in the Arnold Station Plaza in Arnold, Arnold Maryland, 21012. Um, one thing we were going to talk about was weight loss. And we've kind of missed it over the last couple of episodes. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, we did our, our beer episode, after dark episode, and then the movie episode, and we never really got back to weight loss. So this is a much overdue update on what we've been doing. So for me, in my case, um, I went and finally saw the doctor, which was great. Um, he, he probably, uh, let me know that he is not a naturopath doctor. Like I thought he was, um, but he is kind of a holistic medicine doctor. I don't even know what to call him. Is he an MD? Yes, he is an MD. Okay. Uh, who, not that I really care about letters, but no, but it, he, uh, it's not like a PhD in free spirits. From, no, 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 no. From uh, in weed and acupuncture from Sally Struthers University. <laughs> no, he is an, uh, an actual MD, and so I met with him. I said, and he's like, "Well, what are you looking to do?" Which I thought was a little weird. It's like, well, I, I'm walking in here 350. What do you think I'm trying, I'm trying to do? To get swole, bro. <laughs> like, I'm trying not to die tomorrow, right? <laughs> I'm trying not to, you know, you know, trying not to die before I hit sixty. Well, it's nice that he didn't assume, right? You're sure. <laughs> uh, so, you, right, trying to stop those gains, huh, son? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um. So I sit down with the guy, does his normal questions, whatever. Uh, lets me know that we're going to do blood work that day. Blood work is going to test for the testosterone. Did you have to go fasted? No. Oh, wow. Okay. No. Um, or at least he didn't ask me to. I mean, I may, maybe I should have. I don't know. But Maybe you should have eaten like a pound of Skittles before you went in there. Maybe. Well, hey. <laughs> uh, so he was checking for, obviously, diabetes, uh, testosterone, creatine levels, which are, I believe, are stress levels. Is that, no, cortisol levels. Sorry. Cortisol, yeah. Which are stress levels, um, any other underlying symptoms, I suppose. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm going to see what the results were, but um, it was funny, though, because in a past show, one of the things I had mentioned when I went to go see the nurse practitioner at my at my primary care physician was that she, uh, she was very... Uh, uh, positive thinking on the GLP-1 drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I wish I knew more about them, but essentially they're used in diabetics to regulate diabetes, but they, I guess that they found that these drugs are extremely effective at helping people lose weight. Yeah. And I guess there's a two-fold method, one of which is, like, it slows down your gut to make you feel full longer, but then it also works on your brain. And they, well, it also works on your, um, your insulin resistance. Okay. So, like, your, so, in one of the previous episodes, I, when we addressed this topic, and I talked about, um, the obesity code by, uh, Dr. Jason Fung and what he was going to say, a lot of weight loss from his experience, or a lot of weight gain from his experience, um, was insulin resistance. So you're putting out so much insulin, which causes you to gain weight. And he was to, to approach you for the position of a nephrologist. He did, uh, dialysis. So he was seeing people that were so far gone, like they were coming in to have machines do what their kidneys were supposed to do. Yeah. Overwhelmingly, they were all overweight, and he would say, "How'd you get here?" Just out in conversation, and they'd all tried the caloric deficits, all this other stuff. So that's where he kind of developed this intermittent fasting type of deal, and kind of put some some thought behind it, and uh, the insulin resistance part of weight loss, which is the the thing that a lot of these kind of the mark that a lot of things are missing. But the GLP one drugs really kind of hit that. Um, so it's like Ozempic, Trulicity. What's the one you're talking about? Wegovy. Yeah, Wegovy. Sexenda, which was... Sexenda. Sexenda. Not the kids, Dr. Odor. Yeah. And so the funny part was is that both the nurse practitioner and this doctor both mentioned Wegovy. Or Wegovy. I don't know. W-E-G-O-V-Y. My doctor said Wegovy. Wegovy. Okay. She's pretty smart. The nurse practitioner said Wegovy. This guy said Wajovi. So maybe I shouldn't be seeing him because he can't pronounce words. Yeah. But um Was it the the cool whip? Right, cool whip. Whip <laughs> 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 <Sweet>. cool <laughs> whip. <laughs> uh you probably got some pretty bad pop on that last one. So he pretty much says, Okay, I want to put you on one of those. And, of course, my insurance, being what it is, they won't cover the GLP-1 drugs for weight loss, but they will cover them for pre-diabetics. So, of course, he slapped me. He's like, you're pre-diabetic. I don't even need to see the blood work. Yeah. Puts it on my puts it on my chart. I said, okay, well, let me call the insurance company and see if they will cover this drug. Because this drug is like $1,300 a shot. Oh, wow. And you need one shot per week. Ooh. Yeah. So, this could get expensive quick. Yeah. So I call the insurance company, and the insurance company says, oh, we we need to send you over to the pharmacy benefit manager, which is CVS Caremark yeah. for me. I call CVS Caremark. They say, oh, this isn't covered under your pharmacy benefits, but it is covered under your medical. Uh-huh. I'm like, like a medical device? And she said, yes. She goes, so we don't cover it under pharmacy benefits. you got to call your insurance company back and tell them it's covered under... Your medical coverage. <coughs> what, like a prosthetic limb? Basically. <laughs> what a what a disaster. So I, I basically, I, I spent like 40 minutes on hold with my insurance company to begin with, just for them to send me over to the pharmacy benefit manager, where I spent another 40 minutes on hold. I now call back the insurance company. I spent 25 minutes on hold just to talk to another guy or another lady. And I said, okay, look, I called 
called here earlier. They sent me over to the pharmacy benefit lady. Pharmacy benefit lady told me to call back and say that this drug is covered under the medical plan. Is this correct? Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, yeah, it is. I was like, why didn't the first person tell me that? But anyway, so I found out this drug is covered for prediabetes under my medical plan, which means I'm not really sure what that means yet. So my doctor's going to put it in to get covered through my medical, mm-hmm. um, which is strange because he doesn't take insurance for his visit pays, yeah. like for his visits, but he'll submit things to insurance other like for like the medicine. Yeah. Um. So right now we're waiting to see like if it gets approved via the medical part of my insurance, and then it's a matter of. Where can I pick it up and get it from? Yeah. Because normally I would just go to CVS, pick it up. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if it's a nurse has to inject it or if I can inject it at home. So if, if it's like Ozempic or Trulicity, you can inject it because they, um, you have to keep it in the refrigerator and you got to, it comes, it's almost like an EpiPen type sure. of deal that it comes in. Yeah. So you can, I imagine you do it yourself. I would hope so. Um, yeah, I, so I had a similar conversation with my doctor who I saw on Monday, but she's all, she's very Like she didn't slash, she's like, well, let's do the blood work and this and that. And I'm like, come on. Like the, my weight starts with a four <laughs> and I don't weigh 40 pounds. <laughs> so let's figure that one out. Um, so I, you know, like, let's just say pre diet like the fact that I'm not diabetic is mind boggling. <laughs> I mean, I might be now, but and not that I want to be diabetic, but part of me almost looks at it like if I was diabetic, that would be the impetus to, for me to like take a serious look at myself now granted the 400 pounds isn't but being diabetic would be and i think it would be like okay i diabetes you get your foot cut off you got to go to uh you get diabetic neuropathy there's all kinds of stuff that goes with it that i've been fortunate enough to avoid but there is a cure for type 2 diabetes it's called diet and exercise right it's called lose weight (laughs) yeah like it exists and you don't even have to lose weight like just (coughs) exercise itself is beneficial Right. Um, and then eating right. So, but if I could get the extra boost of being able to get on one of those GLP-1 drugs to to assist, yeah. because she doesn't want to see instant results. Right. Um, and speaking of results, by the way, or, or finish your thought, because I was going to run through numbers of what the results generally will look like. Yeah. So, like, I started on Monday, because um, Thanksgiving was over, I decided to go back into intermittent fasting, and I'm seeing some positive results with that already. Um, and I'm smart enough to know that weight fluctuates and stuff like that. But I and they say, "Oh, you shouldn't weigh yourself every day." But Noom actually weighs you. That's part of the thing you weigh yourself every day. So because what it does is it it's kind of a an accountability daily check in thing, and. I've seen over the last three days a three-pound weight loss. So yeah. um, I'm going to keep up with the intermittent fasting because it's it's something that's easy to do. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and just because you're restricting your your eating to a eight hour window, you just don't eat as much during the day, right? Um, but is it sustainable long term? And for me, I needed something that this is gonna sound stupid. Basically, I wanted <laughs> I didn't want to do anything to have to lose weight, right? Right. You just want to wake up and be be not fat, right? So, well, where's okay. that routine? Well, so I mean, the funny part with this with these drugs is it's not like it. So you take it, and it almost it's like it it almost forces you to eat less. It's almost it's very similar to getting the lap band, mm-hmm. because because it's slowing down your entire gut system. You do feel fuller longer. Um. And while it also works with the insulin resistance and also in your brain chemistry, um, it, it, it's kind of taken like a three pronged approach to help you lose weight. Right? Yeah. Well, it's, but, it's but, and that, but that doesn't include me having to change the times that I eat. Yeah. Now I'm probably, I'm probably going to eat less because I think if you eat too much, you get sick, you get sick. And it's so like, for example, like my brother got the lap band. Mm-hmm. He's lost almost 100 pounds in eight months. Mm-hmm. He looks like a completely different individual. Yeah. But if he eats more than like a bowl of soup and three chicken wings at a time. He pukes. He, if it, it, it messes him up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, but that's just his new reality. Yeah. And like, that's, so like his brain has to change to say, look, I can't eat all this stuff because my brain or because my stomach isn't big enough. Yeah. Um, but he also feels full after that bowl of soup and the three chicken wings. Mm-hmm. Now, you still eat, I mean, you still get to eat the chicken wing, but you're yeah. only eating three of them instead of 18. Right. But I, but I like eating a dozen. Right. But the problem is, though, if you eat three and you feel sick to your stomach at four. Yeah. You're going to stop eating four real quick. Yeah. And I think that's that. So, like, your stomach sends a signal to your brain telling your brain, hey, I'm full. But. The problem with the way we're designed is that it sends that signal late. So it's almost like you're pre-wired to overeat. Right. Um, And I'll be, if I get into some food that I like, so we're talking French fries, maybe some, some house lo mein or fried rice. You eat your fried rice, you start getting down in the container. There's just like that little bit left. And you're like, do I really want to save it? No. It's not going to be any good. You put a fried rice in the refrigerator, it dries out. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to eat it now while it's good. And I know I shouldn't. I've already gotten the signal. But I probably should have gotten the signal like 25 bites ago. Right. But I still kept at it. So um, I guess if like the space is just physically restricted and you know that, like for me, I know if I eat too much pizza or anything with red sauce in it, I'm gonna have bad reflux. Yep. So I just don't eat that much of that kind of food because I hate reflux. Right. Like it'll be so bad, like I'll like it'll wake me up, like as I'm choking on my own reflux. Yes. Uh, I, um, yeah, I definitely had that. Yeah. It's uh, and then it, like it's down your esophagus, it burns. Like d- people die like this. This seems like an awful way to go. And you can't get rid of that taste. Yeah. For like hours. Yeah. 
And like, so you can't go back to sleep. No. Because now your throat's burning. Yeah. It ta- your mouth tastes like garbage no matter how many times you brush your teeth. Yeah. How many times you gargled. Like, no. Like, you're just, like, grossed out by yourself. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. But, but the thing is, though, the next time there's pizza... You think twice I'm, about it. But I'm still doing it. Hell yeah, I'm doing it because I'm not going to let that food beat me. <laughs> right. Like, doggy bags are for bitches. <laughs> we're, we're, we're killing it. Although, I will say this. Our, our local pizza place right around the corner, mm-hmm. I stopped going. Oh, yeah? That sauce, I think, is disgusting. What about the other place? The one up by uh, Cheers to Spirits? Yeah. Our sponsor? Yeah. I, I like them. Yeah. Their, their sauce doesn't do to me what the other place does. Right. Yeah, now, them and them and the other one that sounds like the other one, that's okay too. Okay, which why they named it that I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's like two letters difference. It's like come on guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, it, it, so he so he, he's gonna put me on that drug soon. I'm gonna hope I can tolerate it because apparently you can get super nauseous on this. So, um. I've heard that too. That and my weakness, I can take physical pain. Nausea sucks. I can take a headache. Um but nausea like I just <laughs> anything involving pooping or puking. Yeah. I'm not down like that that awful uh Paxlovid. And they're like <laughs> warning, like this drug causes like explosive flaming bat diarrhea. To alleviate your sniffles. Like, no thanks, I'll suck up the sniffles. Right. No, exactly, yeah. Like, I'd rather take the this cough and, and, and nasal congestion rather than feeling like I'm going to puke every six minutes. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll sleep all day with the day of COVID rather than, like, flaming diarrhea for three days where I can't even, like, where it hurts to wipe your butt. Because it's been so bad. Like, no, I'm not doing that. My legs are so weak because I can't, because I would sit on this toilet. Yeah, it's not from toilets because my legs fell asleep because I've been <laughs> shitting all day. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really hoping, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I, I probably will get some nausea on this thing. Um, but I'm hoping it's tolerable enough where I'll just get over it after a couple of days. Yeah. And then I won't have the nausea anymore. Right. Um, because. And th- this is where the biggest part is. The results apparently are phenomenal. Right. And that's what my doctor... And it's, it's funny because when I went to see my doctor, I told the story about how I... Uh, was it a friend of yours or a friend of your nurse practitioner did it and she just yeah. dropped weight? She dropped 100 pounds in yeah. eight... It was 100 pounds in eight months. No, I'm sorry. 100 pounds in 12 months. Yeah. Now, apparently... They are evaluating these for use in weight loss, right? Without having to have that diabetic or pre-diabetic diagnosis. So, so whether it's covered or not for weight loss is completely dependent on your insurance yeah. plan. So, for example, like my our, our my insurance plan, there are drugs that are covered for weight loss. The problem is, is that one got banned by the FDA, mm-hmm. and the other two don't have been proven not to work. Yeah. So the, this GLP one drugs for weight loss is fairly, and it's a fairly new concept within the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And some insurance plans, I guess you, you insurance plans get negotiated with the employers like every certain number of years. Yeah, and then they start look, and then they look at all that stuff. So our insurance plan just hasn't been rene- renegotiated yeah. to get that covered, and they don't renegotiate mid plan. But anyway, 
having it covered under a different reason, I don't really care. Yeah. I don't care how it's got to get covered. Just Let's cover. get it covered. But the the thing is, and not to, because we could go on a diatribe about uh, med- the current state of medical affairs in this country, but right. um, when you start dealing with it, like people say, oh, Big Pharma, it's, no, it's insurance. Big Pharma is the, is the nothing. The insurance companies are the ones that are dictating, and then you've got your pharmacy benefit managers, right? Which is it's just a giant scam. Well, for, like for us, it's, <clears throat> so our insurance is Care First, Blue Cross Blue Shield. Mm-hmm. Our pharmacy benefit manager is uh, CareMark CVS. Yeah, and and then you've got the employer portion of it, which negotiates with Blue Cross and Blue Shield as to what they want to approve. Yeah. So, and that's one of the reasons. So, like, uh, we're on my insurance, but my wife has the same as your wife, right? And we didn't switch because I don't like CVS. I hate it. I don't want to go through CVS. I use um, a small local pharmacy. That's they're great, Um, and I, I really got turned on to them when my middle son was a baby. It had reflux. So we're going to CVS and they're mixing. Like we had to mix. Essentially, it was um, Zantac or uh, any of those um, and those reflux medicines with his baby formula. Right. Well, CVS would only mix the. They wouldn't compound it. The only one they had was like they had a mint flavor and like a mentholated flavor. Well, I'm sorry. This is being given to a baby in his formula. You want to, like, who's ever, so brush your, he didn't like it. So we went to this other pharmacy and like, can you make something that he'll like? And like, well, what do they be, what does CVS have? And we told him and, and he was like, yeah, brush your teeth and then drink a glass of milk. Do you <laughs> want to drink that? We're like, no. Well, that's what you're expecting him to do. So he actually took Zantac, the pills, crushed them up and then made uh in a suspension so it tastes so it was like chocolate so it would go with the milk right uh with the formula that that he ate and it was life-changing because for the first six months of this child's life all he did was eat and puke right and scream and it was awful um that's an old school apothecary yeah and that's what they did you know so we've been using them for i go to them for everything everything i can yeah um to switch to hers i'd have to go to stupid cvs again yeah i'm not a fan of it i know we can use someone other than cvs but <clears throat> cvs gives you a really hard time about it yeah this is like all right i don't i don't have time for this yeah but i i was told that that's actually the lady at cvs told me this um because for a while ours my insurance wasn't they wanted you to do all your maintenance drugs. Our pharmacy benefit manager was Express Scripts, <laughs> and they wanted everything done through the mail. Well, my wife gets Synthroid. Well, Synthroid has to be adjusted monthly. Like you go and you, the doctor will make the adjustment. It's it's they're messing with your um, uh, thyroid, right? So it's you have to fine tune this stuff, and it changes as you change. Well, you have to do ninety day supplies. Well, the 90-day supply costs more money than a 30-day, but we'd have to change it, get new a new script every 30 days for it. So it was like, well, what am I going to do with this? 
So we did 30 days. Now I have 60 pills left over. Right. What the hell do I do with that? <laughs> like, do you hope that, oh, the next one's double, so you just double up on them? Right. It, it's just, it's a mess. It's just, it's, it's, I've always said profit motive. It doesn't make, they don't jive. Profit motive, patient care motive are, they can't cohabitate. Right. Well, it's weird because if, for, 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 for you and I, let's say this GLP-1 drug works. Mm-hmm. I mean, supposedly, you can lose... I mean, this guy was saying I could probably lose 100 pounds on this in a year. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to be taking it for a year. Because <coughs> so, apparently, you don't have to continuously take it for it to have an effect. Yeah. You can stop it at some point, and the effects remain. Yeah, it kind of like... That's where the... I think that's where the brain rewiring stuff... It lowers your set weight. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wish I knew more about the chemistry behind it, but yeah. um, like for example, for the the anecdote that I got from the nurse practitioner was that her friend did it for four months, mm-hmm. so she did sixteen injections wow. f- for four thirteen hundred dollars a pop. Right, yeah, right. Um, that's a nice but, boat. I, that's a decent used boat. <laughs> but, yeah, but she but she dropped a hundred pounds in twelve months. Yeah, look, if I knew. But the results were I could drop 100 pounds in 12 months. I'll deal with some nausea for a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to suck. I'm not going to be happy about it. I'm probably going to be a grump to be around. You're already a grump to be around. I probably am. (laughs) Uh, But if I know the lights at the end of the tunnel definitively. Yeah. and And I really didn't have to change that much. Like. It's different if it's different to tell me like, look, you need to eat less and exercise more. <coughs> it's different when a drug is telling you you're full, and if you eat more, you're gonna be sick. Yeah, that's a big difference. You know, and I think that's something that like the Joe Rogans and Bill Mars don't understand. Mm-hmm. They get the signal. Yeah, and. When they overeat a little bit, it's like, okay, you had a hot dog and a half, not four hot dogs. Yeah. That's the difference. Your your brain chemistry is correct. You're wired correct. Yeah. I'm not, which is why I'm 350. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, and the retort is, well, if you know you're not wired correctly, but you know a hot dog and a half is where you need to be. Then stop at one and a half. Yeah, but my stomach is telling me that I'm not full. Yeah. That, like, my stomach is literally grumbling. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point where it's, like, up in my throat, where I feel hungry. And I want that feeling to go away. Yeah. So I eat more. Yeah. And then also, you like hot dogs. <coughs> and I like hot dogs, so it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Right? I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, today... Like, we, you get the brain satisfaction from the taste on your tongue. Yeah. So, we, we had... Hamburgers and hot dogs for dinner tonight. So I made, um, my in-laws are in town, so I made seven hamburgers, and my mother-in-law boiled some hot dogs while I was bringing the the middle kid back from swim. And uh, then I made the hamburgers. You know, anyone want bacon on these? Yep. I bought some tomatoes and lettuce to put on them. I don't, but the girls liked it. So we did, that's what I did. Um... I ate my hamburger, my bacon cheeseburger, delicious. Then um, the baby didn't want to eat his hamburger at all. 
So me and my middle son split it. And then I had two hot dogs. I probably overate by a half a hamburger and two hot dogs. But my mother-in-law had made sauerkraut. I love sauerkraut. Right. Sauerkraut's good for you. So Cabbage, right? Yeah. It's fermented cabbage. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's good for your gut, your gut microbiome. Right. So I had two hot dogs. I probably should have just eaten the remaining sauerkraut with a spoon. Right. And I would have been completely okay with that. <laughs> right. Um, or and put, I probably would have been better off doing that. Could have put it on a hamburger if you really wanted to go down that road. Should have. It's actually quite good. <laughs> sauerkraut, bacon, cheeseburger with mustard. It's Ooh, so good. Dude. Throw some onions on there. Now we're talking. It's good. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like I ate the, why did I eat the two hot dogs? Because I wanted a hot dog with sauerkraut and mustard on it and I got it. And then there was the opportunity to eat another one and I took it. Yeah. And some tater tots. And the, and the thing like that, that hot dog with the sauerkraut and the mustard on it, it definitely hits an, it definitely gives you the dopamine hits Yeah, in your brain. Yeah. Like, even me right now thinking about that. You want to eat one. I want one. If one was right here, you'd eat it. I'd eat it. Right away. <laughs> Straight away. I, definitely. Um, but if, and if this, so if basically, if this drug can fix some of that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, from from what he's, I mean, he literally called it the magic drug. Yeah. Now, will it work? Don't know. I'll find out. Yeah. But at least I'll find out. Because um, if this doesn't work, the lap band's coming. Like the lap band is the next thing. Yeah, like something has got it. Like it's, 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 there's no failing at this point. Like something right. is going to work. Um, and the lap band will force you not to eat. Mm-hmm. Like you're basically gonna. I mean, when it what it comes down to is you basically have to starve yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and it sucks. Like it's not a good time. Like I don't care what these people tell you. Like for the people that get like the gastro, the uh, the g- gastric bypass or the lap band or whatever, I mean, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. So if I don't have to get a surgery, and I can well, there's take also drug, there's also some surgery you have. There's some procedures you have to do. Like there's like, a whole bunch of psych stuff you have to do. Oh yeah. And then there's also because I looked, I seriously looked into it. Um. And then a friend of mine from work, a couple guys from work got it done, but um, the guy I spoke to the most about it, he had a fatty liver. So he had to go on this diet to reduce the size of his liver to actually have the perform, and he lost 30 pounds doing that, and then had the procedure. But he found a way to eat around it. So like, your brother, how if he eats three chicken wings and soup, he gets sick. This guy would have the same thing, but he would just wait a little bit right. and then eat three more chicken wings and then right. wait a little bit. So you can find ways to work around it. At that um, point, though, you're working at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like he was. it was almost like he was trying to actively defeat it. Like, okay, right. yeah, like, screw you, lap band. I'm going to see. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like my laziness would kick in and be like, I just don't want to go do it anymore. <laughs> I'm not getting up for the eighth time to go eat a chicken wing. Right. I'll just forget it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, so... My whole thing with that is, like, I keep telling myself, I got to give myself another chance. I've been saying it for 10 years. Um, Before, I was like, I want to go, I'm going into my 40s fat. I don't want to continue through my 40s fat. Well, that was three trips around the sun ago. Right. And 
every summer at the pool, I'm like, this is my last summer being a fat ass here, and I want to go and come. And not that I'm thinking about coming in like like ripped abs and all that stuff. That ship has sailed. Right. <laughs> right. It was the Peyton Manning commercial where he's like, if you if you think you're going to have like, um, you know, rock hard abs and you're not 26, it's probably not happening for you. Yeah. The three guys at the pool that have the rock hard abs, fuck them. Yeah. All right. And yeah. one of them's a really nice dude. But sure, I'm sure he's great. Screw him. I'm sure. Anyway, I'm sure he's a lovely. He knows who he knows who, uh, he knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure they're all lovely individuals. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. But you know, the uh, the uh, skinny phobia. What is that? Is that is that a thing? Skinny shaming. Skinny shaming. <laughs> it's actually well. It's it's funny that you see that because there are people like who was the singer Adele lost all that weight. Yeah. And then there were people who were saying, "How could you do that? Like what? Right. She did something positive for her health." And then, there, then there's a, a group of people that are saying, "Like fitness is racist." <laughs> like, come on, are we, what now? Adjectives are racist. Like, right. well, I guess like so. Rep, uh, you remember Rebel Wilson? Yeah, she dropped a ton of weight. She dropped too. a ton of weight, and she started a clothing line. And apparently, she didn't. Her clothes didn't go above the XL size. Uh huh. And they said, "Oh my god, you're 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 turning into what they what they wanted you to be." And and you, why don't you make clothes that are for bigger girls like you used to be? Because well, she yeah. ain't that anymore. I mean, well, then there's a bunch of. You ever see libs at TikTok? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there was a girl on there saying that if you don't want to date fat girls, that you're fat phobic. Right. I'm like, you can't help what you're attracted to, but no, whatever. So well, I mean, please. so I'm going to tell all the skinny girls that didn't date me that they were fat phobic. That's right, right. Not that I'm in the market, ladies. Easy, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> don't send all the fans. Don't be, that don't quick. be sliding into my DMs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see. We don't need all the emails. Like, tell, hey, Mike's on the market. No, Mike's not on the market. <laughs> he is taken. Uh, yeah, no. I, I'm just saying. From the two practitioners that I've seen, not one of them say this doesn't work. Yeah, and now if you were to add mine, and now that's three. Right. So, so, so we have three medical professionals. Yeah. Three out of three medical professionals. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> this is a toothpaste commercial. Three out of three medical professionals. Not one has said this hasn't worked for someone. Yeah, which leads me to be optimistic. Yeah, but I have a feeling. There, what is it? No pain, no gain, right? Yeah. Or no pain, no loss in this situation. Mm-hmm. So I've got a feeling there are going to be some hiccups in this. But yeah, the guy told me he goes, you should expect to lose between ten to fifteen pounds a month. Yeah. At least in the beginning months. <laughs> well, for me, let's say I lose fifteen. Mm-hmm. That's in two months, that's thirty pounds. Yeah, that's just under ten percent of my body weight. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if if I can if I go through and I'm losing ten pounds a month, then then the mentality becomes okay. Well, in ten months, that's a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Is that math right? Ten pounds, ten months, hundred hundred pounds. It's pretty simple math. Okay, that puts me down to two fifty. Mm-hmm. I haven't been 250 since college. Now, when I talked to the doctor, he's like, "Well, you should be, you should be less than 250." He goes, "Don't get me wrong. He goes, you're not going to be under 200 pounds." 
He goes, you're not built that way. Yeah. <coughs> he goes, you're a pretty thick individual. And I was like, well, you know, I am. <laughs> um, but he said, if you get down to about 225, he goes, you're, that's probably where your lowest is going to be. Mm-hmm. Which was, I thought was strange because every other doctor you go to, they're like, oh, well, you're 5'9". You should be 170 pounds. Yeah, according to the chart that was written in 1952. Right. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it, like this guy actually takes into consider, like, consideration DNA, right? Yeah. Because he asked me, he said, well, what, what, would you, what was your dad's body type? And I said, you're looking at it. Yeah. I said, except his, he was a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. But he had the same kind of broad shoulders, short squattiness type yeah. of deal, whatever. And he goes, your brother? I said, same thing with my brother. He had, except he he got the lap band, but before that, same body type. My uncle, same body type. Yeah. My dad's dad, same body. Like you could literally line us up, and it was just a different size of the same body. Right. Now my mother's side, that's a different body style, mm-hmm. and I didn't get that. Yeah. My brother didn't either. But there's there's no denying that some genetics played into this. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the same thing, I mean, my dad's dad. Died at seventy five. My my dad's brother, my uncle, mm-hmm. mid sixties from diabetes. Mm-hmm. My dad seventy four from colon cancer. Yeah. So if I have those genes, you know, unless I get this under control, yeah. yeah. Look, mid sixties might be it for me. Well, my my dad was <laughs> uh, died at sixty three, and my mother was seventy. So, um. No, my dad was lung cancer, so and I don't smoke. So my dad was colon cancer. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, but my mother, she was uterine cancer that she just ignored. Um, so I think, well, I'm 43, so I'm starting to run out of runway. <laughs> you know, yep. like I don't want to, I don't want to die at 63. And, and that, like, what you just said there, that messes with my head. Yeah. Like there, there are certain nights where that's caused a mini, not a full blown panic attack. But there's definitely been like an uh, an oh oh snap moment. Yeah, you know, and, and it lingers for a while. Because mm-hmm. um, then you're worried, like, well, is it going to happen tomorrow? Where where am I going to be? Yeah, am I going to be somewhere comfortable, somewhere safe, or am I going to be out and about? Right, like like I don't want this to happen when I'm out and about. Like, all those thoughts now start going through your head over this one thing. Yeah. So, <coughs> if this can alleviate some of that, which it probably won't, because that's part more mental health than anything else. Mm-hmm. But if it can help a little bit, where you don't think, you know, the next 10 years is it. <coughs> but at least you're going to feel better. Right. And and the other thing is, like, when you think about all these all this stuff, and I think a fundamental switch that we all have to hit is... When you're thinking about your diet, and I'm not talking about diet like I'm going to do the X diet or the Y diet, just eating better food. Um, and regardless of what you do, you should just eat better food because you're going to. Well, I know that um, when I've done, you know, like a paleo type of thing or or whole thirty, I was eating like actual real good food. I felt great, like I slept better, I pooped better, I lost some weight, which was which was nice too. Um, but everything was better. So if you start thinking of it, not 
I want to lose weight so I can look at like X. No, you want to, you want to do this. You want to improve your health, you know, and that's, so you feel better. So if you can feel better by just eliminating junk food, not all of it, just choose to not eat junk food most of the time, right. but you have to be able to, but the thing is our brains are wired to seek the, the, that, type of food because it gives you a dopamine hit. So that oatmeal cream pie, like I'm, I have some oatmeal cream pies in the house right now. Right. When I get back, I'm seriously going to want to go eat one, but I'm outside of my, my eight hour eating window. So I'm going to really have to fight myself to not do it. Right. Cause I want that dopamine hit. Um, so, but doing it, but if the motivation is, Oh, I'm doing this, to lose weight well i can lose weight tomorrow right but if it's like well this is going to make me feel better then maybe it'll be an easier sell the when you have the ability to make yourself feel better with a dopamine hit with it it's an instant hit yeah it's hard to say no to that yeah and obviously there's the whole willpower thing i get it whatever it Everyone can have willpower to stop their vice, right? But it's easier said than done. Um, but maybe, maybe this drug helps curb the dopamine hits, or helps helps curb the want for the dopamine hit. Yeah, you know, and and I guess only time will tell. I mean, I, I'm assuming if I start this thing. Probably mid December is what I'm mm-hmm. guessing. All the insurance crap will figure itself yeah. out. You know, by the end of January, it'll be a month and a half. I mean, forty five. The funny thing is, like people are like, oh, it's only forty five days. You, you can do anything for forty five days. Yeah, it's really it's it, go on a go on that paleo diet for forty five days and see how good you feel. Yeah, you might feel better in certain areas, but as you're eating it. You're like, hmm, I remember those oatmeal cream pies. <laughs> like, I'm not enjoying this meal as much as I enjoyed those oatmeal cream pies. Yeah, or that large pizza. But correct. the, like, there's a, a thing that, that it, it was nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. First of all, I hate the term skinny. and it, it, Women use it a lot because they think they have to be thin. To me, skinny and thin equals weak. <laughs> to me um so but i've never been skinny or thin or fit or whatever it is never but i've had an oatmeal cream pie yep and i know for a fact that that oatmeal cream pie is delicious especially the big ones yeah because there's two sizes you know and the big ones are better <laughs> um so i know this is i know this for a fact so i do not know because I haven't been skinny since I was about eight years old. It was a long time ago. Yep. So I don't remember it. I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I remember I see a picture of me. Yeah. When I was skinny. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long time ago. So, but then I also want to set a good example for my for my kids, um, especially my middle son who's built just like me. Poor guy. Um, so I can't go and be like, and I'm not trying to give him a complex or anything, 
But I think the best thing that I could do for him would be to say, hey, dude, we're not going to sit down here and kill this bag of potato chips. You know, we're just not going to do that. Because he'll, I can say, hey, stop eating. You're eating too much. Well, then I turn around and it's like when I, you guys are spending too much time on the devices. As I say that, looking over the top. As of I'm me. looking at my phone, right? Yeah. We do the same thing. Yeah. Like, and uh, for, for me, it's a little bit different. One, if, let's say I want to travel, right? Like I got to go to a wedding in May. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to fit in the seat. Yeah. Or, you know, if if I want to go coach my daughter's softball team, mm-hmm. I don't want her like embarrassed because I'm like, my gut's hanging out below my shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't want to be that guy. Well, flying is something that really, so we were up in Long Island uh, maybe about a month ago, and I think my my wife and my in law, my mother and father in law, sister in law, they went to a. It wasn't a funeral; it was like a celebration of life type of deal. Sure. Well, the boys. It's not something the boys should have been at. I didn't really know this person, so I just kept the boys. And while we were there, we went to the it's the Cradle of Aviation Museum in. It's right near where the Islanders play. Um, and if you're ever up there in New York, check it out. If you're into airplanes, it's a pretty big place. It's cool. A lot of interactive stuff like, you know, uh, cockpits at the like airplanes that the kids can actually get inside and manipulate the, it's all de- it's all museum stuff, but stuff that they have fun and you can get in there too. So, but they had a cross section of an airliners, um, you know, three and three, like it was a 707. And the kids sat down like, Daddy, sit down with us. I couldn't fit in the seat. Right. Now, these were seats that were, they were uh, exit row seats. So the exit row seats, though you get more leg room, you actually get less width because the tra- the tray has to come from the from the arm. You can't fold the arms up. So, but I couldn't fit in it. I could not physically fit. And I thought, God, if because if, we're talking about taking a cruise out of Lauderdale and stuff. I was like, I'm not going to be able to fly down there. How am I going to get that? How am I going to get this down there? Yeah, and I don't want to buy two. I don't want to be that fat guy that people take pictures of. <laughs> you know, or, or, or how about like when last time I was on a flight, I basically I hid hid the seatbelt under my gut so that the flight attendant wouldn't see that it wasn't buckled in, mm-hmm. so that she'd make me get the extender. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna kind of hiding it there. I'm like. And I've got my hand over the buckle so she can't see it. When I board a plane, mm-hmm. the f- I just and before I even sit down, I say, "Hey, can I have a fat boy belt?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh yeah, sure. Here you go." Yeah, you got to use it. Yep. But I just per- asked for it. Well, per- so apparently you can't sit in the the exit row. You can't if you need the extender because you can't get out. That they say that you can't get out that hole. Right. Trust me, I'm getting out. <laughs> yeah. No one else is, but my top, the top of me is. My legs <laughs> might burn up. <laughs> But we will get out. Trust yeah. me. I will. Cr- I will widen this hole on this plane if I have to. We ain't getting stuck in here. But yeah, you can't. You can't sit there, and it's like because that's one of the disqualifiers. If you need a seatbelt extender, you can't fit there. But not to mention the fact that it's just so damn uncomfortable. Now I'm tall anyway. Um, so I'm not. I'm not comfortable to begin with, and then to have to ask for the seatbelt extender and. You know, 
uh, my poor wife has to, like, I'm all over her, so. Um, yeah, same here. It, it's just a, it's a shitty time. Yeah. To have to deal with all that. Um, and, and the funny thing, like, even someone who's got, like, an RV, I could drive to Florida. Mm-hmm. And I could drive to Florida in relative comfort. It's going to take me two days. Yeah. Or I can fly from Baltimore to Fort Lauderdale in two and a half hours. Yeah. I would rather do the two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, but if, I, if they don't have... You can fly first class where you're going to pay $1,000 on something that could have cost right. you like a buck fifty. Right, but Southwest doesn't have first class. No. You know? So now you're flying Delta or American yeah. or some other thing and... Like I mean, even the other day, my wife was at like saying she wanted like next year's our 15 year wedding anniversary or mm-hmm. whatever anniversary, and she said, "What do you think about going to Greece?" I was like, "Well, one, like I I don't want to go. Yeah, like, I don't want to deal with that. One, everything's smaller in Europe to begin with. It is. So me at this size, just like in the back of my mind, I'm going, look, if I'm going to be on this drug." And I need to be on it for four months. Like, I need four months of nothing. Yeah. Like, I, I, if I'm going to be miserable while I'm on it, I want to be home and miserable. And really, after the holidays, is a perfect time to be home and miserable because the months of January, <coughs> February, and March around here is just a cold, gray bucket of suck. Right. Um, but now, I, I am not one of those guys that says, oh, I'm going to wait for the holidays. Like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. I, we had our Thanksgiving. I don't like Thanksgiving yeah. food. So I'm not picking out. Um, around Christmas time, yeah, Christmas Eve, we'll go to my wife's cousin's place and have a big, but that's one night. And the thing is, you can go, I don't care what program you're on or anything like that. Like, if you're doing keto, like, yeah, that one night is going to knock you out of ketosis, and a couple of days we'll be back into it. Um, let yourself do it. You know, let yourself drink the beer, drink the wine, eat the desserts, because it's one day. Right. Say you go away and it's a week you kind of binge out. You come right. back, you just jump right back into it. Well, um, I, but I think with this drug though, I don't think you're going to be able to do that. Yeah. And I, personally, I think it's going. I think that's going to be the hardest thing to break. Is because, like, for example, like we go over to a friend's house and there's a spread of food, right? Mm-hmm. Well, my mo is to just kind of keep grazing for food. Oh, I love I love grazing. And, and like when we're at uh. We were at the Oktoberfest. Yeah, yeah. And they had that, like, charcuterie. I was just yeah. crushing cheese right. and crackers. I, I, I'm literally just sitting there crushing cheese. Yeah. And, and some salami or whatever else was there. Yeah. For, like, it was over two hours. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a lot, but I like I like the action of doing it. It's kind of like smoking a cigar. Yeah. I like the action of smoking. I don't care about the nicotine effect. So, if that's the case where I really, I'm not hungry... Let's say the the drug makes it so, you know, I've, I've eaten what I'm what I'm going to be able to eat. Uh, I'm now not hungry. Okay, what do I do now with my hands, my mouth that's used to chewing food? Like those are the habits I think are going to be tough to break. And it's going to be like, okay, do I can I switch to chew? Should I just chew gum? I mean, am I, I going to be that guy? <laughs> you said chew. I was like, 
You're a dip. Wait, well, uh, well, 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 that's another thing. <laughs> am, am I, I mean, do I need to pick up another bad habit <laughs> right. to replace the habit that I enjoyed doing, which was eating food? So you'd be like, you dip now? <laughs> yeah, I was going to spit bottles everywhere. Right. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, maybe, and that's why some people that smoke are able to lose weight because the smoking replaces the eating of so food. So I can say, so I quit uh, snooze, and I've got my nicotine pouch. Is a little, there's no tobacco in it, but when I first did it, man, I was crushing food. Like, it was, I just allowed myself to eat whatever I wanted, but the problem is it's so hard for me to just, sh- now my buddy, who's he's one of those, six pack ab type dudes we did it at the same time <laughs> right and he's like yeah just eat whatever you want I'm like but my relationship with food is different than yours right he's like yeah well i mean i'll watch a football game and crush a bag of tostitos with lime I'm like yeah hey i fully support that endeavor times 10 right like, i'm gonna keep doing it right um i'll eat it make it eat a nice dinner and then a half an hour later Pop up a bag of popcorn. Microwave popcorn's been like my thing lately. And it started when I quit. I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to have popcorn. I'm, I'm a salty, crunchy guy. Yeah. And oatmeal cream pies. I'm surprised you do microwave popcorn though. Well, I have the machine. Right. But my wife hates the machine on my kitchen counter. So what if you did it in a saucepan? I've done it. It's too greasy. The, 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 the I, the the when they're popped, they're they almost they're almost tough. They're not Sometimes. as airy. The, so, or what if you what if you got yourself an air popper? So what I have done, and anyone that's looking for a little rainy day project with the kids, uh, you take a regular brown paper bag, like a lunch bag, put like an eighth of a cup of popcorn kernels in it, yeah. fold it over, put it in the microwave for two minutes, and it'll pop up. Yeah, and then you melt butter and put the butter on it. Because the problem with the microwave popcorn, like the pre-made, mm-hmm. like overrun muck or whatever, yeah, the stuff they put in the bag to make it pop is like carcinogens. It's all bad. Yeah, oh, it's not good. Yeah, like yeah. there's some bad. Yeah, there stuff was that one dude that sued because he would. What was he? Do? He was eating, like he'd open the bag and like inhale the, the steam, <laughs> and they're like, and he got cancer from it. Yeah, but they're like, that's. The only time it turned out to do was like eating like eight bags of popcorn a day, right? And he was doing it every single time. He was like bumping lines of this carcinogen. <laughs> he was just opening the bag before he popped it and snorted just, the stuff inside. I was like, "What are you doing?" You're snorting the powder that. But made the pop. thing is, the the butter that's it's not butter. No. It's just some sort of hydrogenated oil. It leaves that film in your mouth. You know, it's just bad for you. Like when um, I pop popcorn, like I do it with, I just do vegetable oil. Uh huh. And I coat the bottom of the pan with the kernels. Yeah. And I pop it. Yeah. So what I would do is I would put, I'd put the vegetable oil in the bottom, throw it on the burner. I throw one kernel in there. Right. I, put, it, I put two in. Yeah. When it pops, then you put the rest in. Yeah. Right. And then you dump the rest in, put the top on, let it pop up. And then, of course, I'm going to melt like half a stick of butter <laughs> to put on there because butter makes things better. Of course it does. Um, yeah. So I got a, but the microwave popcorn is just easy, even though I have the big machine. Right. Um, but my wife hates it on the counter, and then it becomes a trough. I might as well just stick my head in there like a like a horse <laughs> and eat it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, 
but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this drug will break the habit. It's just, you know, I can think of a thousand reasons why it might not work, but I'm hoping they're all wrong. Um, and I'll just have to find new habits, I guess, other than forcing food in my face. Yeah. If I'm not hungry or if it's going to make me nauseous. I think like for me, if I know, if I put that thing in my mouth and it's going to make me nauseous, that would make me stop eating. Yeah. Nausea. Like you said, nausea for me, forget it. Yeah. I can't, I don't like it. I want to deal with it. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's going to be an interesting couple of months though, because of the successes others have had with this. I mean, could this be it? Yeah. I mean, after years and years of trying and not trying and on the wagon, off the wagon, could this be the final nail in the coffin? Um, <coughs> That's contagious. I don't, I don't know. I, but you know, the thing is, though, if it works, and if this becomes like the next thing that can help people lose weight, how is, you know, I'm always looking for the conspiracy and there's a lot of money to be made off of people being fat. Listen, there's no shortage of fat people. Yeah. And if you could, I mean, think about that. Like, there, like there was no shortage of pe- guys that wanted rock hard dicks. Mm-hmm. And so Viagra and Cialis sold like hotcakes. Oh yeah. Well, imagine the number of people that want to lose weight. Yeah. I mean, what, what was the obesity rate? Like 60% of America. Yeah. And it's funny. I was just listening to, um, I've talked about him before, Andrew Huberman. If you ever get a chance, check his show out. Uh, believe me, Huberman's not giving us anything, <laughs> but maybe it'll pick up. But um, if you are listening, Dr. Huberman, you got a good show. Uh, but uh, he has this Huberman Labs where he like nerds out to like stuff that has to do with the body. And he just had a guest on that was talking about keto for mental health. And between the two of them um, in their conversation talking about obesity and this, and this, this guy is a psychiatrist. Um, he actually said like obesity is going to become the number one health problem and maybe like national security issue that we're going to face. Like something has to be done. And, and But he's looking at it more as, it's more complicated than just because of what he's seen with his patients. And we're talking like paranoid schizophrenics, um, people that have affective schizo disorders, which is like just uh, like a regular schizophrenic, but then like then some other stuff on top of it going on keto and having their symptoms disappear. Um, And then talking about, well, we're looking at, maybe we're looking at obesity too simply. He was getting in like the mitochondria of the cells and like, is there something in our food supply that's poisoning us that's making us do this? Um, and there's some research out there about all kinds of these chemicals, those BPAs that are lowering sperm counts and testosterone levels. Right. Um, so that we just don't know all the effects of. So I forgot one other thing that this doctor put me on was uh, they call, it's, it's called mitochondria NRG is mm-hmm. the brand of it. Okay. Um, basically it's like a huge boost of B12. Okay. Like, I guess the, it's like 8,000% of your daily value mm-hmm. for B12. Yeah. <coughs> and he's got me taking two a day twice. 
Um, I've only done two a day once so far. Mm-hmm. The two days I've been taking it, it's for energy. Okay. Each B twelve is supposed to give you energy. Yeah. Because like there were there were most of the days like I'm I'm sitting for work or whatever and I'm like falling asleep during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it has definitely helped over the two days that I started taking it. Um, but not a long term solution. I mean, I, uh, that that was just when you talked about mitochondria, like that that kind of reminded me that he also gave me that as well. Yeah. Um. But with, I mean, it, it, as far as the, the only reason why I see hope for this is because a drug like Wagovi is still under patent. Mm-hmm. And if they find that it works for weight loss, they can renew the patent for another thirty years. Yeah, and that that was something that it was Rogan had a guest on that was talking about that and how they can these drugs when they the patent will expire. Yeah. But if they can find another use for it, they can keep the patent for it. Yeah, so I'm not sure if it's if, if they could, they might have to adjust the drug with yeah. some of the non the non working compounds yeah. in the drug. Like they'll add like hydro like uh, hydrochloride or something in it. Yeah, like that, it doesn't do anything to the drug, but it adjusts the compound enough mm-hmm. where they can get another patent for it. Yeah. Um. But my thing is, if you have sixty percent of the country is obese, I mean, what other drug are you starting off with where you have sixty percent of the population to quote unquote cure? Yeah. Right. You you would the the profits on that thing would be through the moon, mm-hmm. well before the thirty years is up. Yeah, um, that's my only. Oh, I don't want to say hope, but because we 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 always talked about there's no there's no money in the cure. Yeah. Well, if kids are growing up obese, <coughs> and adults are obese. You have almost an endless supply of obese people. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you're starting off with over 160, 170 million obese people mm-hmm. in this country. That's a that's a lot of money, especially when the drug costs over $1,000 a shot. Yeah. I mean, think about it. 100, 180 million, 160, 180 million people. Let's say they're on it for four months. <coughs> yeah. $16,000 per person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. At a minimum. Yeah. I mean, profits through the roof mm-hmm. for, for 30 years. Yeah. And then when the drug goes off patent, okay. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it's just like, I mean, there's there's generic Viagra now, too, mm-hmm. right? And, like, they made their money off the boner pills. Yeah. They'll make their money off of this, and they'll find or create another thing for you to have an ailment with. That they'll create another drug for you to have, for, yeah. to, to, to you know solve that with problem. The next restless leg syndrome drug. Well, I mean, everyone's going to be depressed. Yeah, you know, so everyone's going to get an SSRI. Yeah, you know, or, or or a different SSRI or whatever the next iteration of those are, because Zoloft is already is already uh, generic, mm-hmm. you know, or Xanax is generic. You can't make money off of that anymore. Yeah. Uh, or what they're going to do is they're going to find a way to make you feel like. You need the name brand. Like, yeah. you need Fruit Loops. You don't need Fruitios. <laughs> you, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you need these Fruit Loops because Fruit Loops is what works. Yeah. Fruitios 
is just a little bit off. Yeah. You know, it might not work. Kind of well. works, but it kind of doesn't. Right. <laughs> right. And, and, and so, you know, I, if, if the pharmaceutical company can turn this into a huge moneymaker, they will. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea where the trials are with this. I have no, I don't know any of that. All I know is that we've talked to three medical professionals, actual practitioners with patients. Right. All three have said this is like this is the magic pill. Mm-hmm. And everyone was always asking, if there was a magic pill that could make you make you lose weight, would you take it? Heck yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and like you said, I'm not doing it so I can you know whip my newly found dad bod at the at the, at the pool. Yeah. You know, it, look. When when our friends talk about dad bods and stuff, dude, I, dad bod waved bye bye to me years ago. I had a dad bod in high school, right? Right, <laughs> for, like for real. Like I was like two thirty in high school, yeah, two fifty in college, and and I was considered like people would look at me and think I was in shape, mm-hmm. but I had a gut overhanging my my belt line. So I had Dunlop's disease. Yeah, I mean, I, I had Dunlop over your belt, right? I got that spare tire disease. Yeah. I got that. So if this maybe this is the magic pill, maybe this is Jack's. Uh, maybe I'm uh, I'm going and buying the magic beans from 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 the guy for the cow. Or, you know who knows? Yeah. But gonna find out. Uh, like I said, I'm just hoping the nausea isn't so bad that I want to do it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm almost willing to say, look, if it's four months of nausea, like like I just got to make it to the mid mid March. Yeah. Look, it's wintertime. What am I going outside doing anyway? And eventually you'll get you'll get used to that. Like it'll the symptoms won't be as bad. Maybe. You know. But even um, if I mean, if four months of nausea is worth <coughs> worth a hundred pounds of weight loss. Yeah. Maybe it is. I, I don't know. I mean we're gonna we're gonna find out though. Real quick. Right. Uh, I didn't get any of the test results back as far as my blood work goes, so the next time we do an update I'll hopefully have blood work uh, results from that as well, um, and hopefully I'll, I will have started the drug by then, and we'll have at least some kind of feedback on that. That's another thing. I look on YouTube for like people like talking about this. There's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, there's not a whole lot, of, which is weird because usually stuff gets out pretty quick now. Right. So. I mean, this is going to be one of the only places where two dudes are probably going to be on the same drug and are actually going to talk about it. Yeah. So, we need some clickbait. <laughs> Give people a click on this. <laughs> Make this go viral. What's the all the clickbait they have? Like, this is, drivers in Maryland need to know these three laws. Right, <laughs> right. Stupid crap. I, or, or they have, like, the picture of the, the, this bacteria can eat your nose off. And it's, like, this disgusting picture of a parasite and it's, a, like, a cat's nose. I got to figure out what the, what the clickbait title for this would be. Like, yeah. Three weight loss secrets no one tells you. <laughs> and then it's not have it be any of yeah. that. Well, that's just, it's no different than the clickbait. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, like, people were talking about that, about clickbait titles. And unfortunately, if you're not a major YouTube video creator, you have to have a clickbait title in order for people to click on you. Mm-hmm. Especially for people like us, because we don't have an actual video on YouTube. Yeah. You know, it's just us talking over a crackling fire, which, you know, soothing. Although I did try the tagline ASMR, which is like soothing noises and stuff. 
<laughs> what does ASMR stand for? I don't know. It's some. Um, it's basically. I think it's <coughs> like noises that soothe people. Basically, oh. but I don't know what the actual. A- I forget what the AS and MR stand for. Yeah, but I don't. Know. Wait, you got anything else before we go? No, I'm I'm good. Thank you to Cheers and Spirits for uh, for sponsoring this episode. Uh, probably another two weeks, we'll give you guys another uh, weight loss update. Um, along with whatever else we talk about. This episode, this wasn't even an update. This is a whole episode on weight loss because we had quite a bit to kind of go over. So uh, hopefully this this episode gives you guys some insight into what we're actually kind of moving forward with doing because our, our last few updates have not been... Basically, not, I was like, yep, I haven't done anything. Right. Still so, fat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> er. <laughs> Still taking down cookies. Yeah. Um, but we appreciate you guys being patient with us and... Thank you for listening. And again, cheers and spirits, Arnold Station Plaza in Arnold, Maryland. Go get your uh, your liquor because we're not going to be able, if we're on this drug, we're not going to be able to drink beer. So it looks like we're going to be mo- moving more towards the liquor. Mm-hmm. So maybe next episode, couple episodes, we'll start, uh, we'll have a, a bourbon or whiskey of, of choice for the episode. Yeah. Maybe we'll start doing that. Um, we'll go broke real quick buying different <laughs> bottles of whiskey though but we thank you for listening please like subscribe comment share and we will see you next time Our-